0: I know you know this man. I've seen you with this man. And three times Peter said, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. You're you a mistake. And at that time, the last time Jesus looked at him, before the cock crowed, just like he said, I can imagine Peter was actually devastated. Feeling that he had betrayed his best friend, the man that he believed was the Son of God, the Messiah. And like the other disciples, they took off and they fled. He did not know where they were. They were in hiding during the crucifixion, except for one, John, who is the author of this gospel writing. Was a period of time after Jesus' death when they all wondered what was going to happen. What would be next after the resurrection? They were in hiding. What happens? Jesus shows up. Mary had already seen him. She'd run to them and told them, Jesus is alive. He's resurrected. He's just like he said he was going to do. Did the men believe her? No. Sometimes the men just don't believe. <laughs> but he shows up. He shows up in the midst of them and says, Peace be with you. Of course, they're wondering what? This feet here he is. And Jesus says, "My peace be with you, and as the Father sent me, so I am sending you." And then he breathed on them and said, "Receive the Holy Spirit." I am just wondering how Peter must have felt doing all of this. He, of course, is so excited that everything that Jesus said was true, and here he is. But also in his heart, is he also saying, I've denied him three times. How could I have done that? Jesus goes about showing himself to other believers, to other people that had followed, um, followed him. But somehow, somewhere, Peter in his core is still wrestling, is still struggling with his denying peace. So what does he do? He says, okay, let's go fishing. This is familiar. And some of his friends say, okay, that sounds like a good plan. Let's go fishing. Let's go to familiar territory, to what we used to do, to know what we know how to do. And they'd go back to the Sea of Galilee to see if they could catch some fish. Fishermen in that day would go out at night. and That's how they would catch the fish. And they would come in in the early morning. They had been out all night fishing to no avail. And then they looked as they were coming in. They weren't too far from the shore. But they looked when they were coming in, and there was this figure on the shore, asking, have you caught any fish? No, I haven't caught anything. So this figure says, cast your net on the right side of the boat. (laughs) Immediately, one knows, it's the Lord Peter Peter's name, because they caught the nets before, again, when they caught, counted them later, 153 fish. But before they counted all the fish, Peter puts on his clothes and he jumps out because he wants to go and see Jesus before anybody else does. It doesn't say so in the text what happened, but in my mind, I am thinking he wants to get there first to say, I'm so sorry and to forgive me for denying. In that private peace with Jesus. The rest of the fishermen bring in the boat. Jesus said so, Do you have some fish? So we can have me?" meal. So they go and they count the fish and then bring some more fish in. And they said to you And this is when Jesus, after they had eaten, asked Peter three times, Do you love me? And Peter says, Yes. Yes, Lord, I love you. And Peter says, Feed my lambs. I'm sorry, Jesus said, Feed my lambs. And then Jesus asks Peter again, Do you love me? And Peter says, Yes, Lord, I love you. Jesus says, Tend my sheep. Again, the question was asked, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, Yes, I love you. Jesus says, Feed my sheep. I wondered why Peter had to go through this process of being asked three times. And each time he responded, Jesus gave him a different command, to feed my lambs, to tend my sheep, to feed my sheep. It didn't occur to me at the time when I was first reading it that this was Peter's second call. He had his first call, but in that first call, he bailed out. Even though he had seen everything, even though he had walked on water, had watched the feeding of so many people with a few loaves and some fish, the many healings that he witnessed, being on the Mount of Transfiguration and hearing the voice of God, when it came down to it, that first go around, he bailed out and fled. And then Jesus shows up, just like he said he would. And Peter is saying, Ho, oh, now what for me? So it was Peter's second call. and how he would respond to that second call and that challenge. And even the wording of, do you love me? Because in the first two two readings, the wording for love is agape, that self-sacrificial love. He was asked two times in that self-sacrificial love if he loved Jesus. Peter answered the only way he could with the brotherly love, the final love. That third time Jesus asked him, do you love me? He met him at his level. That final love. Jesus loved him enough to accept him at that knowing that he would develop into what he already knew he would be. I think that's how we all are when we accept Christ as the Lord. We say we're going to do this, we say we're going to do that. Sometimes we We get to a place where we do not. We do not get to the place that God already sees us and knows who we're going to be. But Jesus loves us enough to accept us as we are. In whatever level you can say, yes, I love you. Yes, I follow you. So then Jesus, Peter being the way Peter is, he looks back. Well, what about him? He still had a good trace of that. What about him? What do you care about him? You do what I said you If I decide he is to remain till I return, that's my business. It's not yours. Now according to the text, that's how the rumor went about saying that John would be present until the second coming. Which was not the case. The whole piece was for Peter to step into the flood and the go. And follow Jesus as he said he would. The whole piece was for Peter to be challenged, as all of us are challenged when we are called by God. As all of us are challenged when we accept our call and do what it is that God has designed for us to do. To be wherever it is God has called us to be, to align myself, ourselves with God's will, to be committed in the work that we have been designed to do. To speak words of life and not death. So people can be transformed. And if we don't get it right, repent of it and go back around again. But always press toward the goal of the high calling. To be who God has created. Each one of us to be. Because we are all gifted. We all have specific gifts for the people of God and for the lost. That is my message. (laughs) In this last Tuesday of the last week in this month of December. Amen.